Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You. Marinero, the sick podcast, and yet another episode a couple of days after free agency has opened up. We're taking a look at the Montreal Canadiens, and we're talking abs, and I'm doing so with... Jean-François Chaumont, Le Journal de Montréal. How are you, mon ami? I'm doing fine. What about you, Tony? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you. I have to tell you, though, this Montreal Canadiens team, it's quite the puzzle because it seems like there's a lot of bodies. Some believe that this is the team as is, and others believe that a trade is coming. What do you believe? But when when you're looking down the middle, I'm not sure this is the team we're going to see in October. Uh, yes, Pericot Kenyemi right now is sitting in the second spot just behind Nick Suzuki. Yes, it will be Cut Kenyemi fourth season in the NHL, but he's only 21. Mark Bergevin is always saying he, last year he was only 20, he was all, only 19, now he's only 21. But the fact is, even though he's still young, I'm not sure he's ready for that type of role. So will they be, will they be looking for help down the middle? It quite possible and they have pretty good wingers also can they move one of those winger uh jonathan Drouin might be their first name to to pop up i'm not sure the canadians are saying that Drouin will be at the camp i hope for him it's the case but is it the best for him to stay in montreal or should he go with another team and try to go with a clean sheet and having a fresh start, it might be also a good question. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. It's the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero, and the show's brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase, Essentia, beyond organic sleep. I'm going to say it right now, uh, JF, I don't think Jonathan Drouin starts the season in Montreal. Um, I, I hope for, you know, if, listen. I'm, I'm only hoping for the best for him. Yeah. Honestly, what what could it be? Is it in Montreal or somewhere else? It might be with a new team. I just um I don't see how it's going to work long term. It could probably work short term because of course he needed the time off um and to to work on some things and he comes back and he's ready and I get that. 
the challenge is, is that if he had to take time away from hockey because of the, uh, the, the pressures of Montreal and everything that comes with it. And when he comes back, it's, it's still going to be Montreal. It will be the same. It will be, it will be the same pressure. And if you look down the wing, uh, left wing, you have Mike Hoffman now who's in Montreal. Tyler Topoli can play the left wing. And on the other side, on the right wing, you have Brandon Gallagher and Cole Caulfield. And you need to add Josh Anderson. Anderson can also be playing on the left. Uh, Drouin, I don't think, is a third liner. He should be a top six in the NHL if you want him to put him on a bright spot. So it might be a piece of a puzzle that you can move. I'm not sure you're going to have a big return. I don't think you're going to have a big return. But if you can save up some money and give him a second chance, it might be good for the Canadians and it might be good for Jonathan Drouin also. All right, so I have some lines here. Yeah. All right. And uh, whether, you know, we can move them around, and I just wrote them down very, very quickly and all that stuff, all right? Yep. Um, I see Suzuki. Let's just say Suzuki's with Caulfield and Toffoli. That, that's the duo. I, I'm pretty sure Suzuki is with Caulfield. Who's going to be on the left wing? It could be Toffoli because Toffoli is a good, good two-way guy. He's not only a good goal scorer. It, it, it's making sense for the first line, yeah. Okay, let's say Kotkaniemi, Anderson, and Hoffman. Yeah, but Kotkaniemi has a second uh, second line. Uh, it's it's pretty big. It's going to be heavy minutes for him. It's going to be a tough matchup. And at the end of the year, when we've been talking to the guys, the, the players were doing exit meeting with Marc Bergevin and Dominique Duchamp, and it was pretty quick. We received a schedule, and the guys were supposed to be talking at 1 or at 1.30 or at 2 p.m. And Kotkaniemi was one of the the last player to go with the media it was it was supposed to be i think at 3 p.m and it was somewhere between 3 40 and 3 50 p.m that he showed up to the media and we were having the feeling that it was a long exit meeting it was not probably an easy talk with bergevin and Duchamp. uh yes he's still young but they want to see him improve and improve quickly and are they helping the kid if they're throwing him right away as a second center, I'm not sure. I'm curious to see what's going to be the result next year. A shout out to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. You can pick up some hoodies and some jerseys of your favorite pro teams at uh, sportbuffshop.com. All right, okay. Um, a lot of people are asking me, are the Montreal Canadiens a better team now than they were last season? I have my opinion, but I'd like to have yours first. I don't think so, Tony. The, 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 the easiest answer, they're losing their captain. And yes, Weber was still a top two defenseman for that team, but Weber is also the captain of the team. Uh, really, really big presence in the locker room. They're losing also Curry Perry, another key guys in terms of leadership. And the big loss for me, it's, it's Philippe Dano. Yes, it's a pretty long contract, six years in LA. Yes, it's a lot of money, $5.5 million. Uh, I'm not sure the Kings will be pleased with that deal in, in four or five years. But short term for the Canadians, that move can be really... It's going to be tough to replace Dano short term. Um, you're asking Cut Kenyemi to do it. I think it's too quick. So you're losing leadership. You're losing a pretty big piece in the middle. Carey Price, you have some doubts with his knee, with his hip. Will he be ready for the start of the season? We don't know. Uh, probably it will be, but looking at the team, yes, David Savard is a pretty good righty defenseman, but he's not Shea Weber. Uh, Mike Hoffman will be helping the power play, but five against five, he's not the best one. 
So the no, I'm not. I, it's a long and certainly, but I don't think the Canadians is having a, be, a better team right now than it was a few months ago. And I wouldn't bet that they are either. I think it's. Um, I think we would be naive to say that they're better uh, because they're losing two sure bets, yep. and they're hoping that once again Hoffman is consistent all season, which he's never been over the course of his career. He's moved around a lot, and the X factor. They're hoping that Yasperi Kakanyemi can come in and play. 17 minutes a night as your second line centerman and produce consistently. And we saw two Kakanyemis or three Kakanyemis. We saw one during the regular season that struggled. Yep. We saw one during the playoffs who scored big goals, but when he wasn't scoring those goals, he was very average to the point where they took him out of the lineup. And Uh, and Tony, he was playing 12, 13, 14 minutes per game. It was not on a 16 to 18 minutes per game in the middle. But one of the X, X factor also for the Canadians, I think, if they want to improve, it might be called Caulfield. Yes, it's a lot of pressure, but Caulfield, compared to Kakanyemi, was able to have a bright start right away and to be a contributor and a dominant player, even though he was only 20 years old last year. If Caulfield can have a season from somewhere to 20 to 30 goals, it will be helping a lot the Montreal Canadiens for the next season. And I'm pretty sure that Caulfield is, is ready and able to do it, even though it's going to be a, it's going to be his rookie season for Cole Caulfield. He's a JF Chamon and a shout out to sophistication, event rentals, live music, DJ sound systems, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo booth, TV screens. You'll actually uh, need some of their, uh, maybe they can uh, set up something for you if you're going to be calling them today, because today is actually going to be raining for a while at 514-570-5770, but they are one-stop shop. So if you want to have some kind of celebration, that's those are the people to call. All right, um, plain and simple. Yep. Brendan Gallagher, everyone loves him, but business is business, and they talked business with him last year when they gave him a six-year extension at $6.5 million a year. Knowing that you were going to lose Philip Deneau, at six years, five and a half million, because you signed Brendan Gallagher at six years, six and a half million. Who would you have rather kept? Well, it's a tough question, Tony. Uh, I think we need I'm to be honest. Questions, Jeff. No, 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 but I think we need we need to be honest. If we go back nine, ten months ago when this decided to go with Brendan Gallagher, I think the the answer will have been Brendan Gallagher. Gallagher is still the art and soul of the Montreal Canadiens. He's not having the C on his sweater, but honestly, Tony, you've been in that room. The guys who are always talking after a win, after a loss, it's Brendan Gallagher. He's a warrior. He's a tough kid. Uh, I don't think it's it's fair to judge him only by the numbers. Brendan Gallagher will be slowing down, and probably Brendan Gallagher in three, four, five years, it might be tougher for him because that guy is giving always... 100% on the eyes, he's playing hurt, he's going to be blocking shot. We know Brendan Gallagher, he's going to be in front of the net, uh, but Gallagher is a winger, Danu is a center. The NHL of today, I think you need to build with the middle. Uh, it could have been the smart move to go with Dano, but once again, Tony, they offer him also the big money. They offer Dano uh, five millions for five years or five millions for six years, depending on who you're talking. And I was working on that subject uh, in the last fall. Then it's true that the Montreal Canadiens and Bergevin told us that he was having an offer on the table and decided to say no. So should we blame Dano or should we blame the Canadians? For the Canadians, it was clear. It was $5 million, yeah. not more. 
And maybe on the on the side of Dano, they were not too pleased to see that Josh Anderson, who was coming from Columbus with the Max Domi trade, uh, received right away seven years and 5.5 million. So it's always a world of comparison. And maybe for Dano, it was it was hard to accept to see that Anderson was doing more money than him. So Dano's agent, Stefan Fizet, joined us yep. on the SICK podcast a couple of days ago and told us that the offer in September the Canadians made was five years, $5 million. Yep. He said that they countered. He didn't tell us what the amount or the term was and that Mark Bergevin never got back to them. They never heard from him since. I'm going to say this. I'm not so sure that I would have paid six years, $5.5 million to Phil Deneau because that's a lot of money for the kind of player that he is, and I appreciate the kind of player that he is. But I will say this. I think based on the wingers the Canadians have, Caulfield, Anderson, Toffoli, Hoffman, and they're all under contract for several seasons, and based on the big question mark that is Kakanyemi, I think Dano makes more sense at his contract than Gallagher does at his. And another thing I'm going to say is Josh Anderson doesn't produce enough points to live up to his contract. And now, yes, you're going to tell me he's a special player because he's one he's of the a type of profile that you don't, you don't have. I understand that. Yep. But Phil Deneau is one of the best defensive centermen in the National Hockey League, too. So he, sure. too, has a niche. But, Tony, we're looking in terms of numbers. Yes, Deneau is probably one of the best defensively in the NHL, but he's maybe a maximum of 40, 45 points. Probably the Kings are having a different vision with Phil Dano. Rob Blake, Tom McClellan told him that he will have some power play time in L.A., probably right behind Enzo Kopitar as the first center. He will have a bigger role offensively, and this is why Dano was really pleased to go to L.A., because they're seeing him maybe uh, with more punch offensively than Montreal are looking with Dano. But in terms of number, uh, Dano, yes, he's one of the best defensively, but he's not a Ryan O'Reilly. He's not a Sean Couturier. He's not a Patrice Bergeron offensively. All right. He is J.F. Chamon of the Journal de Montréal. And you know in your paper and other dailies as well, uh, it made the news last year that on in one game, the Montreal Canadiens didn't have any Quebecers in the lineup. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. Drouin was away for personal reasons. Philip Deneau yeah. was out with a concussion. It was the first time in the history of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it was a big controversy. C'était la scandale au Québec, all right? So they go yeah. out, and it's it's always nice to see Quebecers playing on the team. There's no doubt about it. I think everyone can agree with that. And they sign Cedric Paquette. They sign Mathieu Perrault, and they sign Den- David Savard. Yep. And a lot of people are happy about that. But there are some who are saying it looks like they really wanted to go out and sign Quebecers because of the news that happened last year. Did they intentionally target Quebecers in your opinion, or were they looking for depth players and favored Quebec players? I think the second opinion might be the best one. Uh, Saval, without a doubt is the biggest piece of those three guys. Saval will be having a big role uh, at the blue line, a top four player pocket. It's going to be depth. Uh, in the middle, probably the fourth center of the team, uh, fighting with Ryan Paling right now for that spot. And Mathieu Perrault might be the guy who will be taking the spot of Curry Perry on the wing for a fourth line. Uh, yes, it was a big news, the fact that no guys from Quebec played a game. 
And I remember after that game, I decided to call uh, Brian Gianta. Why Brian Gianta? Because he was an ex-captain of the Montreal Canadiens. He's born in the U.S., but he knows the market of Montreal. And then I decided to go with someone who might be neutral on that point of view. And even Gianta told me that he was shocked to, to understand that it was the first time in the history of the Montreal Canadiens that no guy, no player from uh, the province of Quebec was wearing that jersey. And he knows that it's important for us to see players from Quebec. Uh, should they target only player from Quebec? No, they should target the best player possible. But I think it's 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 important to have a voice, to have a presence. And for the kids from Quebec, it's easier maybe to to be dreaming of one day of being a Philippe Dano, a David Savard, or a Cédric Paquette maybe. Uh, they, they can relate to those players because we're born in the same province. All right. Uh, it's the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. You can listen to us iHeartRadio app and follow us on the other social media platforms. You talked about the question marks at center, and you said, Jesperi Kakanyemi, not so sure he could do it this year. Second line centerman, too much too soon. Some will tell you that maybe Suzuki for this season will probably be better off in a two-hole than he would being the number one centerman. So I know you know where I'm going with this. There's a guy who's available who is a top seven or top eight center on everyone's list, obviously, when healthy. His name is Jack Eichel. Yeah. He wants out of Buffalo. He makes $10 million a year. J.F. Shomo, are you in or out on Jack Eichel, and what are you offering? I'm out, Tony. Um, I'm not sure about Jack Eichel. He's making $10 million per season. Uh, he's playing in Buffalo. Was never able to, to, to help Buffalo being a better team. Um, I've been talking with some ex-teammates of Jack Eichel. You don't always get the best word from him. Uh, yes, we might say maybe it was the same story with Ryan O'Reilly in the past. He was only happy to leave Buffalo, but the asking price will be pretty high for Jack Eichel. Uh, you will not get Jack Eichel for Yoel Armia in a second rounder. If you're listening to your radio's listener, the Sabres will not be giving Jack Eichel. It could be if you're looking in terms of Montreal, it would start with Suzuki or, or Kotkaniemi. The Canadian will not be touching Suzuki. Yes, they might be listening if it's Kotkaniemi. And then they're going to ask for a big, young defenseman. Should it be Romanov? Should it be Kaden Gouli? They might be asking for a first-rounder. And if you want to add Jack Eichel to your team, you need to give up money. Um could it be Jonathan Drouin? It's $5 million per season. It could be. But, Tony, I think that the asking price will be pretty high. If it's Katkanyemi, Romanov, Drouin, a first-rounder. And we need to be patient also. Romanov is only 20, 21 years old. Uh, Sergeyev was not an all-star when he started in the NHL in Tampa Bay at that age, also at 20, 21. And right now, he is a pretty good defenseman with the Lightning. So I, I'm always worried when you're giving up a big asset, and when they're pretty young. So I'll, I'll stay away from Jack Eichel, honestly. So I love Jack Eichel. I mean, how many centermen in the National Hockey League are better than Jack Eichel, right? So um, taking a look at Eichel's age, you would, yeah, say, you would say, you know, there's, there's, there's Connor McDavid, there's Nathan McKinnon, uh, and Jack Eichel's got to be way, way up in that discussion because even obviously Crosby is older and, and yeah, Matthew older. Barzal, you have few few centered of that age. Yep. He's got to be in that top five category. So so I like him a lot. Having said all that, 
This for me would be a no brainer if he would have been a restrict uh, an unrestricted free agent. Let's just say, and Carey Price gets picked up from from Seattle. Well, you're giving ten and a half million to one. You give ten million to the other, or even if you have Price, Weber goes on LTIR, and you can go after Eichel. Yeah. The problem is the money. They're not so. I would take Jack Eichel on my team, and I would trade for him. But you're not going to make the money work because the only guys that can go the other way, I'd be willing to part with Kock and Yemi in a deal for Eichel. I'd be willing to part with a first rounder in a deal for Eichel. I'd be willing to part with a prospect, maybe not Romanov and not Caulfield, but I'd be willing to part with a prospect. The problem is if you want to give exchange money, I don't think Buffalo's interested in Brendan Gallagher. No, and or- I certainly don't think they're interested in Jonathan Drouin. Yeah, that's right. And and when we're looking at teams who are paying guys over 10 millions, uh, we can look at uh, Chicago. When you're having one more more than one player in 10 millions, Chicago, it was Dave, it was Patrick Kane. Uh, it's not easy to be a winning team when you're carrying two, three guys close to 10 millions. Look at Toronto also, it's the same thing. Look at the LA Kings right now with Kopitar, with Drew Doughty. Look at the San Jose Sharks with Eric Carlson and Brent Burns, both close. Carlson is way up, 10 million. It's 11.5 if my memory is good. Uh, you cannot always have like players close to 10 million because you're going to be missing depth. And you're winning also with a third and a, a good third line, a good fourth line. You're not only winning with stars in the NHL. It's not the NBA, Tony. No, no, you're right about that. Listen, there are guys that it works out for. I mean, But uh, Tampa Bay, for example, you won't have a problem paying the money to Kucherov or paying the money to Braden Point like they just gave him. Yeah, they show up. They show up during the pressure time, right? So they're there. Yeah. They show up. That's true. Uh, But Tampa Bay is drafting pretty well, also. They can have a good. Uh, they have depth with the forward. They have depth at the blue line because they're able to find players in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round of the draft. We talked about the Canadians' top two lines. EJF Chamon of Le Journal de Montréal. You can read him every day. He's one of my favorites. Uh, we talked about the top two lines. Take a look at the bottom two lines. Yep. Evans, Gallagher, Lekkinen, or Drouin, or Perot, because Byron is out to start the season. And then you have Paquette. You have Armia, um, or Drouin, Perot. Byron at one point will come back. Paling may or may not make the team. How do you see the bottom six shaping up? No, it's pretty good. Tony, honestly, when you have like uh, players like Armia, Armia is a good winger. He's not always the same Yoel Armia night after night, but when we're seeing the good version of Yoel Armia, it's pretty good. Uh, Lekonen, he's a smart player. Yes, he's not a goal scorer, but he's a good depth role player. Uh, the question again will be in the middle. Uh, Pocket Evans, three, four. I'm not sure it's the best way to start the season. And I would have liked to see Corey Perry back for one more season, maybe two. But that was the, the, the key point for Corey Perry. He was hoping to have a two-year uh, two deal with, the, with Tampa Bay. Montreal probably was not willing to go for two seasons for Corey Perry. But in, uh, with the forwards, I don't have any problem with, with the depth, especially... Uh, on the wing, I think it's pretty good for the Montreal Canadiens. And I'm curious to see, we haven't, we haven't been talking about Ryan Paling last year. He was mm-hmm. under the radar with the Laval Rocket, but Paling was playing pretty well with the Rocket, and he might be uh, knocking on the door for, for a job in the NHL right away uh, this season. 
I'll get to Corey Perry in a second. You just talked about Ryan Paling. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that, but I, I want to get to Jake Evans. You said Evans pocket three, four. I'm not sure. Um, Evans health. He suffered four concussions in, in two years and yeah. nine months in a span yeah. of two years and nine months. He suffered four concussions. That worries me. And that's where the loss of the could really hurt. Having said that, the depth that Mark Bergevin got by getting Paquette, who can step up short term, by getting Matthew Perot, who said that he did play center, and we know he can't play center, yep. that's where it can help uh, in that respect, of course. And Jake Evans, if he can stay healthy, yes, Tony, you're right. We have some concern with, with the concussion. But Mark Bergevin and Dominique Duchamp, both of them are pretty high with Jake, with Jake Evans. He's a smart player. Uh, it was not a slow development for, for, for him. He played four seasons in, in the NCAA with Notre Dame. He came up maybe a little bit older at the pro level, but he's a smart hockey player and he can be filling a role um, as a third center in the NHL. He can do it pretty well if he's healthy. That's right. I'm having the same point of view as you. Uh, we all saw what happened during the playoff with the Mark Shifley hit, and it was not the first time for him. So we... Knock on wood for Jake Evans. If he can stay LT, it's going to be a key part of that team this season. If you were a betting man, you can place your bets on my bookie and go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks for a 50% deposit bonus bet, win, get paid. Would you put money on the Canadians winning the Stanley cup in the next two years? It's yes or no. Nope. So I wouldn't sign Corey Perry either. If I was Mark Bergevin and maybe yeah. Corey Perry was hoping to go with Tampa because he, Things that it's possible for him to win with the Lightning, not with the Montreal Canadiens. And if I'm Julian Brisebois, I do sign Corey Perry to a two-year deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I don't blame the Canadians on that one. I would have walked away as well. I know it's not a lot of money. I know it's nothing. I know he can serve as a mentor to the younger players. Trust me, I get that too. But at one point, you have other players that I think have more gas left in the tank, and I think they have to play. So I don't blame the Canadians for passing on Perry. I think it's a great move by uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. On defense, Edmondson, Petrie, Sherratt, Char- and Savard Salah. taking over for Weber. And Kulak with Romanov, maybe Norlander. Yeah. Um, how do you see it playing out on defense? Because some would love to see Romanov with Savard and have the Canadians go out and acquire someone else who can step in and play with Sherratt because Sherratt and Savard is kind of like a little bit of the same. Mind you, it worked with Sherrod and Weber. Yeah, it's basically the same type of D with, with if it's Sherrod and Savard, you're going to stay, you're going to keep the same duo of Joel and Manson and Jeff Petrie. I think this is the only duo that we're pretty sure it's going to be the same. Uh, Romanov, is, if he's having a good start of the season, we can give him a bigger role. I will not be surprised to see Romanov playing close to 20 minutes. The unknown, it's probably Matthias Norlinder. It's going to be his first season if he's staying in North America because he can't go back to Sweden if he's not making the Montreal Canadiens. But they're going to need a puck-moving defenseman. Uh, Savard is not a puck-moving. Joel Minson either. Ben Charat now. The only one is Jeff Petrie. And Alexander Romanov can be filling that role. Brett Kulak can do it also, but Brett Kulak, it's always up and down. We don't know what we're going to get for him. Yes, they might be looking for help at the blue line, but I think only all the teams are looking for help at this point of the season at the blue line. It won't be easy. And if you're looking at that division, it's going to be tough, Tony. Uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, 
Florida, Boston, Montreal. It's not an easy Atlantic division. Is there in ending a player that you think within reason is obtainable and the Canadians should try and go after? It's a good question. Uh, You're probably thinking of a second line centerman somewhere in the National Hockey League, right? Probably by a trade. I don't have any names <laughs> right now. Uh, but if you're looking at help with a defense defense guy, I'm not sure. I don't think they're going to do it, but I'll be knocking at the door of Colorado asking for Samuel Girard. I know they were not really pleased with the way he was playing during the playoff. They just gave Kel Makar a ton of money. Yeah. Um, Darcy Comper is only there right now for one year at 4.5, I think. Yeah. Uh, if they're looking to maybe one day they're going to need to resign Nathan McKinnon. He will not play, be playing at 6.3 the rest of his career. So maybe it's the type of def- uh, type of guy that Colorado will be shopping. If it's the case, uh, Girard is still young. He's skating really, really well. Can be playing power play. It's the, that type of, of player that yeah. I'll, be, I'll be looking at. And they need a and it's not and Tony, it's not because he's, it's a French Canadian. No, it's no, and I understand. Because, because he's filling the type of role that the Montreal Canadiens will be looking at. And he, he obviously they need a puck moving defenseman for sure. And, and you yeah. know what? Uh, the fact that he is uh, a French Canadian, I think it's uh, you know it's a bonus for sure, a hundred percent. All right. So now you are headed out on vacation, are you not, or are you taking off? Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to Mont-Tremblant with with the family. Uh, I'm having two little girls. Okay. My girlfriend is having two kids also, so we're going for a one week at Mont-Tremblant. So leaving hockey a little bit for, for a few days. Cheers to your vacation. I hope you have some of these. Cherry River Heart Seltzer, only 90 calories. Natural flavors, no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store as well. To you, Jean-Francois Chaumont, for your vacation. Have a good one. Cheers, my man. Merci beaucoup, Tony. Merci. Have a good day. Marinero, the sick podcast. And you can listen to us on iHeartRadio and follow us on all social media podcasts. Jean-Francois Chaumont, the Journal de Montréal. Salut la visite. Bye, Tony. Okay. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.